All right, what is going on, everybody? Welcome back to another day of Saber Sims DFS Office Hours. It is Wednesday, January 18th of 2023. Got a nine-game NBA slate as well as a five-game NHL slate. Uh, for those of you playing PGA, probably building your PGA lineups today. So it should be plenty to talk about. Uh, if you guys have questions, now is always a great time to get them in. You can throw questions in the Office Hours channel over on our Discord server. If you guys are not joined up in our Discord, there's a link in the description below to get joined up. Highly recommend it as always. Always talk about all the good conversations going back and forth in the Discord channels. Uh, you know, that continues. Uh, that that remains to continue. Uh, aside from that, if you have questions and you're just tuning in, you can throw them in the live YouTube chat. We'll get to all the questions before the end of the show today. Uh, only one question to get us started here. So if you guys have questions, now is a great time to get them in. As always, I'm going to start here, and then we will see where we go from there. But that being said, let's get Saberson pulled up here, and let's get rocking and rolling. So I'm going to uh, hover over to NBA, and it looks like this first question here came in from Snowman11. So Snowman said... Uh, I want to add two different 20 max lineups. How do I name each one so I can see the difference in DraftKings? Uh, this is a good question, right? Just um, first things first, you know, if you are playing two 20 max lineups, I would probably consider building those together and just um, building 40 unique lineups, right? If I If I were playing two 20 maxes, you know, that kind of is in line with the DFS profit plan and the way we suggest building our lineups. What I would rather see somebody do is, you know, I have two 20 max lineups. I'm going to come in here. I'm going to set my uh, build settings. And then I'm just going to change this number of lineups to 40 instead of 20. And then I think that, you know, the, the best way to probably handle this in the post build is to, you know, make your changes, do what you got to do. And then when you actually go to fill these entries, fill them using unique rank. Uh, if you guys aren't aware, unique rank is now the default fill method for um, for contests. And we, we made that change intentionally. It used to be rank. It is now unique rank. The reasoning is that, you know, if, if somebody comes on just using the tool for the first time, uh, they're not going to be duplicating lineups across their contests. You know, we really uh, stress it is better to play more lineups and, and play more unique lineups. So that just helps people do that by default. I think that, you know, you can build two separate 20 maxes if you like, but I, I think there's nothing wrong with, with um, building them together and then filling them that way, filling them unique, frankly, with your higher dollar or the one you care more about um, on top. And then that making sure that your top 20 lineups go into that contest and then your next 20 lineups go into the second contest. That way, you know, if, if your highest scoring lineup is, is, you know, in that second set, at least you know that you got your best contests into, into that higher dollar one and, you know, a little, a little less reason to be upset. But, you know, if you're, if you're set on building two sets of 20 maxes, that is totally okay. What you can do is you can run and build and then you just hit this pencil icon over here. And then what you say, you know, maybe you say like like $4.20. Uh, and then, you know, if you're playing like over on DraftKings, and then you can just run a second build here and then just name the second one $1.20. What, what will happen is when you go to fill your entries, 
uh, the, these names will be reflected, right? You'll be able to see like the set that it came from. I don't have any entries loaded up here today, but so, so I can't, I can't demo this, uh, perfectly here. Well, I mean, we could probably just, uh, we could probably just do this really quickly here. So I'm just going to go, you know, I, I, people ask me, you know, how best way to reserve entries and stuff. I think it's easier to reserve on the phone for the DraftKings app rather than, you know, set a dummy lineup and then have to go through and like iterate through it. Um, the phone app makes it like really easy to do and you're just able to sit there and, uh, just reserve entries without a lineup. I think it makes it a lot more simple here, but I'm just going to reserve uh, two contests really quickly here. And then what I'm going to do is I'm going to hit this fill button and I'm going to hit this download template file uh, from DraftKings. I'm going to drag this over here. And then I just entered these, these two contests really quickly. Right? So what's going to happen is that, you know, we, we can see that the name from the set is actually uh, showing up in the fill entries. So if you have, different named sets, but you know, the same number of lineups, that's fine. You'll be able to tell the difference in the post build, which is basically what I was getting at, right? If you have two, uh, that say, you know, 20 dash, you know, a time and you're, and you're, uh, not paying that close attention to what time that these lineup sets are saved. Uh, as long as you name it, the naming convention will show up, up here. So you can, uh, differentiate and, and separate that as you see fit. But, but yeah, so, you know, getting back to what we were talking about, the, Fill method is now unique rank by default, much better in, in my opinion. But good question there, Snowman. Uh, let me know if you have any follow-up and we can talk some more about that. Uh, for those just tuning in, that was our last question. If you guys have questions, that was a great time to get them in. I am going to go over here and, and see what the slate is looking like tonight. I saw there's some pretty big contests over on DraftKings and FanDuel for those NBA Sharks out there uh playing you know the 888 or the the 1500 over on fandle good luck to you and i hope that you guys take those down but yeah pretty big night you know wednesdays they tend to run these bigger contests from time to time i know that they ran the millie like two weeks ago and then now having a couple um other big contests uh not not going to be playing those myself tonight but but do give you a, a little a little itch uh to 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 want to play some nba dfs overall but um you know I'm, I'm gonna do like a little bit of a slate preview here and and kind of see what's going on and until some other questions roll in and then we will go from there but that being said here looks like not a ton of value on this slate you know i saw terrence Mann started yesterday saw paul george was back i don't know if paul george is going to play the second leg of a back-to-back -back. okay he is not um and Kawhi Leonard is not as well. So it makes sense that we are seeing some value open up on the Clippers. Uh, this Luke Kennard questionable is pretty interesting. You know, he has played regularly, like, you know, probably in like November and has been injured a lot through December. So, you know, him being questionable and, and min price, you know, I don't, I don't think he's played recently. So maybe if he comes back, he's on a minutes limit, but I think that his salary uh, might be a little too low if he ends up like starting or something like that. Right. But that remains to be seen. You know, this is like our uh, two early uh, takes, but, but that's okay. You know, we're just trying to see what's going on. You know, I think Reggie Jackson did not play yesterday either. Um, I would have to check that, but pretty interesting. You know, some of this Clippers value could could end up being really good, determining about where the chips 
uh, finally fall in regards to their team. But you got some value looking like on the Clippers there. Going to be interesting to see how people handle that. And aside from that, you know, just, just looking at this test build that we just ran here, um, where where does Saberson want to go, right? So open this up to the total number of lineups here. I'm going to shrink this down so I can see a little better and see some of that pool exposure. So let me move some columns around here. And now pool exposure is showing up. Um, well, actually, we, we have it opened up to the pool, so so seems fine there. Uh, Terrence Mann, you know, seems like really strong play. Also, you know, one of the highest owned plays of the slate. Looks like these value plays are, are probably good. I don't know what is happening with Charlotte. So that's another thing to go and look at over here. So I'm going to check out what is going on with Charlotte. And what do we got here? Gordon Hayward's out. I think Kelly Oubre's been out with a hand injury. Um, and then LaMelo and Scary Terry should be in. Yeah, uh, Terry Rozier was hurt for a while dealing with like a hip thing. But he's been playing. Um, so kind of interesting you know, I know Jalen McDaniels has been playing really good. I think he had like 28 points the other day and, and played really well. But I'd be interested to see if this is like, um, is he like a mainstay right now? You know, is he is he starting a lot or or is this some recency bias? So just some just some early things to, to look at if you are playing NBA. Those are my initial thoughts. But see a couple questions rolling in here. Uh, Going to hit this question from Patrick. The minimax exposure bug hasn't been fixed yet when uploading custom projections. Okay, uh, Patrick, I do not know for sure. I'm going to take your word for it that that it has not been um, fixed. Basically, what this is referring to is, you know, if you are uploading and aggregating projections from other sites, one specifically that um, comes to mind is, is Roto Grinders. If you are uploading Roto Grinders in their CSV, they have a min, min exposure and max exposure column, and the the values are set to zero by default. If you are uploading custom data that has min and max exposure columns, I would I would go and check these prior to um, prior to saving it. And then what you can do is like if you see the columns, just come in here and then just turn it off. That, that's all you got to do. If you see max exposure, just come in and unselect the row, and then that row will not get imported. What is happening is Sabersim is seeing uh, these values and, and bringing them into the build. And then what is happening is somebody's max exposures are all zero. So basically they can't build lineups because it's saying don't use any player. Uh, two ways to fix that are upon upload, like we just talked about, unselecting these columns, or after upload or before you run a build, just come in and spot check these. And make sure that 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 the mini exposure is zero and the max exposure is 100. We do have these like column header resets here. So like if I were to you know do do a couple changes, as soon as I make a change to these fields, uh, you get this mass reset icon. So you know you don't have to come in here and click every single individual one. You can just come up here, uh, reset. It's only going to affect this one column, and then it will it will reset them all to default. Same here, you know if these are all 100. And then I just came up here, hit this min exposure. It is only going to reset this one column. So that is another quick fix if you guys are uh, uploading and aggregating and having issues with min and max exposures um, being caught by the builder. So I would check out those two. I, I would use those two specific solutions 
to fix that bug. But good question. All right. Franklin said, what's up, Andrew? How do you stack your point guard with your power forward or center? I see you can only do it with the opposing team. Um, so maybe as a stack rule, that's a, that's a way, you know, with opposing team, I get what you're saying. I would do it as a group rule. Uh, what I would do is I would say, what I would say is if at least one, yeah. So DraftKings has, you know, um, a lot of utility spots. So it could get a little tricky with um, roster positions. Like if you have like a point guard, but then you have like, you know, another point guard in the guard position as opposed to a shooting guard, um, it might run the rule twice for your lineups. But let's just build it and let's just see what this looks like. So I'm going to say, you know, if at least one group by team, and then I'm going to say point guard, and then I'm going to uncheck all these other positions, and then I'm going to say, then use at least one on the same team, and then I'm going to say uh, power forward center here. So so let's give this rule a shot. Let's see if this is working. What you can do is you can save this as a manual rule. Uh, by saving it as a manual rule, you're able to click into this and see if the logic makes sense, right? So for the Lakers, if I use any of these four players who all have point guard eligibility, then I must use one of these other players uh, who is a power forward. You know, Troy Brown probably has some position eligibility here. We can check that. Uh, yeah, so small forward, power forward, uh, a center, Toscano Anderson, also a power forward. Wenyan Gabriel, also a power forward or center. So so this looks correct um, based on, you know, the details that you gave me. So I'm going to save this rule. You know, that rule will be the same for all teams here. And then we can just run a build here and see what that looks like. I am interested to see. I think you might end up with two game stacks more often than not. But, you know, there are enough roster positions to meet that criteria. So let's just see what this looks like after we run it. So builds are finishing up here. Uh, you know, Franklin said, uh, thanks. Don't thank me yet. Let's make sure this works, right? So I hear I have LaMelo, and then I'm getting P.J. Washington in the power forward. That's great. And then see here, I think this is what's happening. Uh, Terrence Mann, you know, is, is point guard uh, position. So then now it is making sure that Zubak is in the lineup as well. So I don't, because, you know, players have multi-position eligibility, I think that this is going to happen, you know, more than once because it's going to need to satisfy the rule for the point guard. And then it's going to need to satisfy the rule if a point guard is used in the guard position. So you might end up with like more game stacks than you might have been um, hoping for. But nevertheless, you know, I don't think it's the worst thing in the world uh, to have some, you know, two stacks. Uh, you know, and it looks like, you know, we have a lot of, uh, two, two, two stacks here. Um, I, I, I don't know if you would like normally see this or not, but I think it is a result of the rule, but nevertheless, that is how you do that rule. Franklin, um, let me know if you have any follow-up, but it looks like you are good with that there. So for anybody just tuning in, um, you know, running a little low on questions. If you guys have anything you guys want to talk about, throw it in the queue. We are just doing a little bit of a slate preview in between here, probably keep the show going for a little longer and wait for some more questions to roll in. But getting back to our test build that we ran, uh, going to continue to look at this. And, you know, we already talked about uh, Mann and McDaniels here. 
I am interested to see if there are any other people. So this Jared Allen one is is pretty interesting. Um, pretty fair price, pretty low ownership. You know, it is a big slate, so so it makes some sense there. Uh, Bruce Brown also, you know, he was like a kind of an interesting play last night. If Murray or Bones Highland sat, neither of them did. So I'm interested to see if this changed at all. And it looks like it hasn't. You know, if if Jamal Murray ends up sitting. I think Bruce Brown becomes a much better play. He's more likely to uh, – basically every time Jamal Murray sits, Bruce Brown is like kind of the next man up to start there. And then uh, Bones would be like the first one off the bench in from, from what I can tell. So would, that that's another interesting situation to see, uh, mostly because we already have positive leverage on Bruce Brown. But, you know, if, if Murray does end up sitting, you know, I'm sure Bruce Brown's ownership – will not be 3%, but you know, if, if, if Murray ends up getting ruled out after uh lock, then, then we might see some ownership um, inefficiency here, especially with it being such a late game. Right. So it was kind of interesting, you know, Murray was like probable and then he got downgraded to questionable and then ended up playing. And then now it's a back to back. So kind of makes you wonder if like he is really going to play tonight or not. Hopefully news comes out after lock that way we can capitalize on that late swap edge. Hate when news comes out before lock and everybody gets to account for it. Um, you know, at least after lock, only all the grinders do, and uh, there is still probably some ownership inefficiency there. All right, Patrick said, "I discovered the recent NBA DFS vlog. Before I view it, what's the difference between that and the one that Jordan made with Max?" Um, so, Patrick, I think what you are referring to. And you can let me know if I am wrong. Uh, Jordan and I released a video last week. I think one week ago, actually, last Wednesday. If you go over to our playlists, uh, how to beat NBA DFS in 2022. And then we just released this video, upgrade your NBA DFS process with this NBA research strategy. Uh, was a Okay, uh, Patrick said yes. This is the video he's referring to. Um, this, this is a really good video, right? I think that, you know, compared to this video with Max, this was a lot more of a um, a discussion, uh, a back and forth, asking Max specific questions. I think what Jordan and I did is, you know, we, we went into a slate and we acted as if we were doing research for that specific slate. So it's a little more um, of like a direct example of, of what a research process looks like on a night to night basis. I think they're both great resources. I, I would take some things from both, from both videos and apply them to your process. You know, um, that, that one with Max, you know, we, we released at the beginning of the season, you know, we're about halfway through the season now football winding down. We thought it was a good time to get out some additional NBA content. So nothing I would say that's, you know, over the top from, from what Jordan and Max talked about, but just, you know, a little bit different perspective. Um, some, some different thoughts, some some opinions based on, you know, uh, real-time injuries and things like that and and how we work through those problems. So I think it's a really good watch. We've had a lot of people view it. We've had a lot of positive feedback. People have watched it and come on the show and asked a lot of questions about it. So, you know, I'm, I'm here to answer any questions. If, if, you know, you see something in there, it's like, hey, what made you think X or why did you make, you know, Y decision? And, and we can discuss those things and and talk about it, right? So being able to, you know, be doing the show Monday through Friday, uh, 2 p.m. Eastern gives me the ability to answer your guys' direct questions and to any content that I specifically put out, you know, the video with Max, um, you know, it's it's great to have Max on, but Max is, is a busy guy and he's not always 
as available to answer your guys' questions on a day-to-day basis. And I cannot always get in the mind of Max Steinberg. So I think it's a good video and uh, would recommend for anybody watching to go ahead and check it out. But really good question there, Patrick. All right. Going to get Saberson pulled back up here. And uh, we can keep chatting here. So where were we? Uh, Yep, we were looking at, you know, some potential lay swap flexibility, uh, trying to get to some Bruce Brown. If Jamal Murray sits, I I feel like there's a good chance that that he'll sit considering, you know, the the way his injury path has been working. And I I think he played a lot of minutes last night. I, I could be wrong there, but pretty sure he had a pretty active night. So we'll be interesting to see how that situation rolls out. Uh, got some pretty big game totals, you know, in these later games, a 244, 245 total Sacramento and the Lakers. Uh, this looks like a 237 total. So, so some pretty high scoring, uh, supposed to be high scoring games on the later half of the slate here. So it should be a fun night to play DFS uh, is a 730 Eastern start again, that, you know, haven't had any games uh, in the last, you know, today and yesterday at the regular 7, 7 p.m. Eastern start, but should be a fun night of DFS. All right, everybody. Um, you know, haven't had any questions roll in. We will, I guess we will save the questions for tomorrow's show. If you guys have questions, you know, after this show ends, while you're building your lineups, throw them in the office hour channel in the discord. That'll get us a steady queue of questions to get us rolling for tomorrow's show. Uh, do see one from Patrick here said, how do you identify player salary inefficiency? per slate um yeah i think that's that's actually a a pretty good question i think that one way you know i think we're talking about somebody like luke Kennard here uh who's at min price what what i would probably do and i'm just going to pull up my screen for this is i would probably like go in and look at when he was playing and then look at what his salary was right so i talked about you know he I'm, i'm almost positive he was starting for a while and when he was healthy. So I'm just going to go look up like Luke Kennard here and then uh, go over to his game logs, 2022, 2023. Yeah. So, so like early in the season, uh, he was starting quite a bit here and then it looks like he got relegated to bench duty, but, but still playing, you know, quite a bit of minutes here, right? Uh, 24, 24, 25, you know, 29, 32s, and then some in like the, the teens here. So, so pretty interesting. And then he started this last game, you know, this one six game here, uh, played 21 minutes. I'm pretty interested if he uh, got hurt this game or not. So I'm just going to pop over to popcorn machine. This is January 6th here. So going to scroll down and hop on this Clippers game. Uh, Luke Kennard, you know, didn't play past the third quarter, um, but but neither did Zubak, right? So looks like they were getting blown out. Uh, he might have sat. You know, another another good resource uh, that that I think if you're looking for like injury news about is you could go into the NBA lineup alerts channel and you can um, you can search for different um, different players' names, right? Or or if you're just in the Discord in general, right? So I'm just gonna bring up the Discord here. Let me get this over here. So we're looking at the Discord. What you can do, you know, in this NBA lineup alerts, uh, come up to the top and then just search Knard. And then you can see what his uh, status is, right? So he's been dealing with a calf injury, uh, you know, hasn't practiced, ruled out, ruled out, 
hasn't practiced, ruled out, uh, questionable here. Okay, so this is what I'm looking for. Luke Kennard calf won't return Friday. So that means that, to me, he got pulled out of the game and, and didn't return. He didn't just, like, sit because they weren't playing. So I think this is, like, a good way if you're looking for, like, you know, kind of, oh, somebody's been out. What are they dealing with? Just come into the Discord and then pop their name up here, and then you'll be able to see all the tweets uh, from uh, from under, Underdog with that player in it. So I think that's, like, a good little uh, trick that – enough people probably aren't aren't aware about but but tends to work pretty well for me so it looks like he got hurt um hasn't hasn't played since so I'm, I'm a little concerned about you know the number of minutes that he's gonna play uh if he if he does end up coming back here you know we already do have him for like 21 minutes like maybe you know um maybe he can get up to 25 but i think dealing with it with a calf injury that made him come out mid-game probably not the best but probably not the best play but but that wasn't even the question right the question was you know how do i determine if he's underpriced or not so so what i want to do is you know what was his salary on on one six here right when he did start um and let's see let's see what he was priced at i think sometimes you know these guys get injured they aren't like a like a big role player uh their salary can go down over time right so he was 32 here and then what was he probably like in this stretch between December 8th and December 26th when he was playing uh, quite a bit more, right? Because I think that, you know, if, if he wasn't injured, right, I think those minutes are are more reflective of, of how much he's actually going to play. So, like, he was, like, 3,800 on the 26th here, and then um, maybe I want to look at, like, the 17th here. So, so you could do like some research to see, you know, when this guy's playing, you know, what was his salary, right? That's kind of what we're trying to get at here. So then we're going to look at Canard, uh, 3,900. So, so on the higher side of like the 3000 range, you know, pushing 4,000 and then hasn't played, has been hurt, uh, is now min price. Right. So I think that, you know, if this was a situation where underdog were to, were to post something and the team came out and said, um, Luke Kennard not on a minutes limit and starting, I would be really interested in playing him today. But I think you could do something along those lines to figure out if a player is um, being underpriced. So I think that's a really good question, Patrick. Uh, that's how I would go about uh, looking into that. Franklin said, did the Sims calculate the DDP in their projections? Uh, Franklin, I do not know what all goes into the Sims. I can tell you that if the team thinks it is a good stat uh, or a uh, predictive stat, you know, over a long term that it does go in there. I, I, from, from, from what I've heard, you know, DVP or, you know, batter versus pitcher and, and MLB is not the most predictive stat because the sample size is so small. So I know that um, the team does not like BVP for, for baseball. I do not know if they use uh DVP in, in this instance, but, I, I feel like probably um, the answer is no. If that is something that is important to you, um, what you can do if you are on the pro plan is you can upload custom data, right? So you come into this upload, you can uh, have a column that says DVP. And then what you can do is you can hit this add custom column button and you can name it whatever you want. And then, uh, you know, it says, it says my column. So then I would just change this to, to DVP. And then, you know, it would have all your DVP values. You could sort by that high to low, 
uh, you could use it for for rules or for custom metrics, whatever, whatever you want. But as, as far as I know, I don't think that's included because I don't think the team thinks that is the most predictive stat or there are better statistics that we can account for uh, what is tr- what that stat is trying to uh, predict overall. But but good question there. Uh, if, if you're not on the pro plan, I don't know of a good way to add that as custom data. But um, I can I can take I can ask the team, you know, if DVP is in the Sims and uh, mention that on tomorrow's stream, probably the best I could do for you. All right, everybody, uh, just at about the 30-minute mark here. Um, appreciate you guys coming on, Patrick, Frank, and, uh, you know, getting us some questions to keep the show going for a little bit. We'll be right back tomorrow, 2 p.m. Eastern, for our Thursday show. Uh, until then, good luck in your contests, NBA, golf, NHL, whatever you guys are playing, and I will see you guys. Take care.